Good morning, friends of Yakima Vineyard Christian Fellowship. It's Dusty. Uh, we have a little bit of a different setup here, as you can see. We're trying this. Hopefully, the audio and video will be much improved. Uh, last week was kind of a emergency situation, and so stuff wasn't quite as solid as we would hope. So this, uh, we believe, will be much better for us. And so we're going to be continuing our series. Uh, during this time of our response as followers of Jesus to times of trouble. First one quick programming note. I would suggest we all be like the Mandalorian. He avoids mass gatherings, maintains constant distance from others. He never touches his face. The helmet does a really good job with that. This is the way. Be like the Mandalorian. One quick moment for some church business. Uh, our website for everyone is yakimavineyard.com. See a picture here of our beautiful sanctuary and the truck for Sunrise Outreach Center. Both things are still happening and functional. We are still paying our mortgage. Uh, we still have utilities that we cover because we keep Sunrise Outreach Center running. Our food bank has actually seen an increase, which I'm sure is not unexpected to anyone, right? Um, so we've actually been giving more food out at the church. Uh, they've actually changed how we do that now where they're prepackaging boxes and just bringing whole boxes to people. Um, but both of these things still require finances to run. And so we would cherish that you would, if you're able to, continue your tithe. Um, if you go to yakimavineyard.com, both our um, podcast and there's a spot on the top for giving. Um, if you would consider continuing to give your tithe. However, I'd like to say this. If you're someone who is out of work and you are struggling, um, please prayerfully speak with God during this time. The church does not want you um, to get into such a place where you're having increased financial difficulty. And so I would just talk with God. You know, there's the scripture that talks about the widow's might where she just gave what was basically a penny at that time. Uh, but it was her heart. Um, there wasn't a percentage attached to that. And so if you're someone who you're in a difficult financial situation from the church, I don't want you to feel an obligation um, to do what you normally do at this time. Um, make sure your family's fed and taken care of, um, that your basic needs are made if you're needing to pay a mortgage or a rent. Um, we, the church, care more about you um, than meeting some vague financial goal. Um, God wants us to tithe. It's a discipline that we should have. Um, God talks about how he blesses us when we tithe. And so I'm not saying don't tithe. Um, I'm just saying be wise with the situation that you find yourself in. If you're not receiving income, 10% of zero is zero. So... Just please know that from a church standpoint, um, our concern and care is for each of you, the individual. Our mission statement is unchanged. We at the Yakima Vineyard, we believe that the Holy Spirit has empowered us to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to our local communities, to raise up committed followers, and to join with God in the redemption of all creation. And that has not changed just because our circumstances have changed, because we're sheltering at home. We are still empowered to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to our friends and families. And I just encourage you to pray and 
communicate with the Holy Spirit. What does that look like in this time and in this situation? Um, but our mission as a church is unchanged. So when I started Lent this year, I didn't really consider giving up quite this much. Um, I really struggled this week, if, if I'm being completely honest. Um, on Monday, um, we came to work. I work at uh, a middle school here in town. And um, we uh, found out like just uh, the weekend before that the kids weren't going to be showing up. We all thought that we had like maybe one more day to say goodbye to our kids, to give them hugs, to, to check in on them. Um, and the halls were empty. Um, there wasn't as much life. Um, a group of us, staff members at the church, however, we, we gathered together before school. Um, this wasn't a thing organized by the school. It was just a group of us who are believers um, that work at the middle school that I'm at. And there was somewhere between 20 and 30 of us that gathered in our cafeteria that morning. And we all gathered together and we prayed together for a half hour. We prayed for our school. We prayed particularly for our kids. We prayed for each other. Um, and I left there and I asked my, my administrator who I work for, who's an amazing, amazing guy. Um, I was like, would it be okay if I sent an email to a bunch of the kids that I have a relationship with and just let them know that I care about them and that I'm thinking of them and if they're struggling or if they're having a hard time um, that they can reach out to me and I um, I put an email together and sent it out and um, uh, I kept I couldn't stop crying <laughs> I couldn't stop breaking down I even can kind of feel it here in the moment um, I just I have a deep love uh, for our young people at the school and um, it was probably one of the hardest days um, I've ever had in my life. Um, I have this, I had this sense, I don't know anything from the school, the school hasn't said anything, but I just had the sense that for some of them, it might, I might not see them again. It might be one of the last times I see them that our school year may, may be done. I just don't know. We don't know at this point with everything, like everything else in our world right now, it's a little uncertain. Um, but the thought of not being able to hug them again, to see them again, um, to encourage them in this time, it was just really difficult. And I just, I couldn't stop crying. I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I was grieving. I was grieving deeply. Um, I didn't really figure out why I kept crying until it took me about a day of just being in mourning to figure out what was going on. And so I started processing that and asking the Lord, I'm like, you know, you know, of course I can intercede for them. Of course I can pray for them. I, I do that anyway. Um, but God, why am I hurting so bad? And um, I finally came down to that I was feeling loss. Um, I was feeling grief. And so um, whenever I'm struggling, my good friend Clive, uh, some of you may know him as C.S. Lewis, is one of my go-tos. And he wrote this amazing book. Um, and I want to read an excerpt from it. No one ever told me that grief felt so like fear. I'm not afraid, but the sensation is like being afraid. The same fluttering in the stomach, the same restlessness, the yawning. I keep swallowing. At other times, it feels like being mildly drunk or concussed. There's this sort of 
invisible blanket between the world and me. I find it hard to take in what anyone says, or perhaps I want to take it in, but it's, it's so uninteresting. And grief still feels like fear, perhaps more strictly like suspense or like waiting, just hanging about waiting for something to happen. It gives life this permanently provisional feeling. It doesn't seem worth starting anything. I can't settle down. I yawn, I fidget, I smoke too much. Up till this, I always had too little time, but now there's nothing but time, almost pure time, empty successiveness. C.S. Lewis wrote that from A Grief Observed. He wrote that after he lost his wife, Joy. I, I, like, I connected with some of, of what he was saying there about his grief. You know, I was, I was feeling all of those things, not being able to settle, at the same time feeling extreme fatigue, um, feeling like I have all the time in the world, but no energy to put towards it. I was, I was wrestling with all those things. And I came to realize that it was grief that I was feeling. And then I saw this. I walked out of my house one morning. I was just kind of it was early, it was sunrise, I was kind of dialoguing with God, and our plum tree has started to bloom in our front yard. And it's beautiful when it blooms. Um, and I realized, I felt like the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and I felt like the Holy Spirit said this to me. Um, I felt like God said that even though a lot of your world has stopped, even though you've suffered losses, loss of independence, loss of community, some loss of relationship, not being able to hug people, which anybody who knows me, I'm a big hugger. Um, just all of these things, all of this loss. And I saw this and I felt like God spoke to me. I felt like the Holy Spirit said this. I felt like the Holy Spirit said, I am not done doing beautiful things. I am not done creating beautiful things. I am not done giving you a beautiful world in which to walk in and live in and grow in and to tell other peoples about my goodness, that I am a good God and I love my kids. And um, I, took, I took real encouragement from that. I took great encouragement from that, just from that beauty in the natural world that God's not done, that, just that one statement, God's not done doing beautiful things. It just, it kind of penetrated my soul and it meant a lot to me. And so uh, turning to scripture, Philippians 4, 12 through 13, I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And 2 Thessalonians three sixteen. now may the Lord himself, the Lord of peace, pour into you his peace in every circumstance and in every possible way. The Lord's tangible presence be with you all. And finally, Philippians 4, 6 through 7, which is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. We have it posted on the wall in our house. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, Every underlying capitalized every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to God 
And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I want to take a moment here and just stop. Jesus, through all of his trials when he was in the desert and the enemy of our souls, the devil, was tempting him and attacking him, he always returned to scripture in response. And we're, we're under attack at the moment. There, you know, it's this invisible virus, but we're, our life is being radically changed. We have an extreme amount of opposition to us right now. And responding with scripture, responding with the word of God, remembering the promises of God, remember the encouragement that Paul gives us here of not being anxious for anything, but for every situation, like the one we're in right now, every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Yes, thanksgiving, even in the middle of Paul writing this from jail, he's saying with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I need in this moment for my heart to be guarded by Jesus. I need my mind to be guarded by Jesus because there's so much going on. There's so much information. There's, there's so much fear. There's so much anxiety. There's so much grief, as I was talking about earlier right now. And so we need Jesus now more than ever. And our friends and our family who are struggling just like we are, our kids who are struggling just like we are, they need Christ Jesus. They need to know that God loves them and cares for them and is for them. And that our hearts and our minds can be guarded. I want everyone to close your eyes for a moment, wherever you are, and just listen to my voice. I want you to imagine something with me. I want you to imagine the future. Imagine worshiping alongside your brother or sister in the Lord, laying hands on people to pray for them, holding someone as they respond to the Christ, sharing communion as a church family, a time when we can hug again, sharing beer and tacos with your friends and family again, meeting a close friend to share life together at your favorite coffee shop, dinners together, birthdays and wedding parties popping up everywhere, unending supplies of your favorite toilet paper. Think about just what a gift simple everyday life will be and make a promise to yourself as well as to Jesus to never again take it for granted. Lord, this is our prayer that we would never again take everyday life for granted. For years, mental health professionals taught people that they could be psychologically healthy without social support, that unless you love yourself, no one else will love you. The truth is that you can't love yourself unless you have been loved and are loved. The capacity to love cannot be built in isolation. It's from a book called The Boy Who Was Raised as a Dog and other stories from a child psychologist's notebook. See, we, we need relationship. We need each other. We, even though we're having to be socially distanced, even though we're having to be away from each other, we humans need community because God created us in his image. 
And God was community. God developed the idea of community. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were a community at the beginning. And so when he created us, he created us with this need for community. And so phone calls, emails, texts, we have to check in on each other. We have to make sure that our friend, our neighbor, our family member are okay. If you love someone, you need to reach out to them. I wanna encourage you to do that. Because as it said, as they're saying here, you can't love yourself unless you've been loved. Unless you know love, unless you've been shown love, it's hard for you to love others. And you know, in scripture it tells us that God is love. And so we're to be love if we're to be like Christ. If we're to be Christ's example, then we have to be love as well. So I want you to not isolate your heart. I don't want you to isolate your mind. Yes, we have to be physically isolated, but that doesn't mean we have to isolate our love. And so I would encourage you, find things to do. Um, a few things I've done this past week is I, I baked for people. Most of you who know me know that I love to bake. So I've been baking for people. Um, I've been working on people's computers. Like I can social distance, so I, you know, hand me your laptop, I'll fix it, I'll work on it. You know, just, I wanna, I'm not doing any of this to brag, I'm just encouraging you, what are your gifts? What are your abilities? What are the things that you can do to encourage and lift up others? And I want you to go do that. I want you to dialogue with God and listen to the Holy Spirit. How can you show love? This last week was St. Patrick's Day. And this is the prayer of St. Patrick. And so I wanted to pray this as a blessing over everyone who's watching this. Christ beside me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, King of my heart, Christ within me, Christ below me, Christ above me, never depart, Christ on my right hand, Christ on my left hand, Christ all around me, shield in the strife, Christ in my sleeping, Christ in my sitting, Christ in my rising, light of my life. Christ be with me, Christ within me, Christ behind me, Christ before me, Christ beside me, Christ to win me, Christ to comfort me and restore me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ in the quiet, Christ in the danger, Christ in the hearts of all who love me, Christ in the mouth of friend or stranger. It's the prayer of St. Patrick. I thought it was a beautiful prayer. We, we have to be surrounded by the presence of Jesus in this time. For, for Jesus to guard our hearts and our minds, we have to be with him. As I was talking about earlier in the scripture, we, we need Jesus to guard our minds and our hearts. But if we're distanced from Christ, you know, the beautiful thing about our God is that we don't have to be distanced from him, that he's everywhere at all times and all places. And so we're never distant from God. Jesus says that he'll never leave us and he'll never forsake us. And I just, you know, I know I mentioned that last week again. I just, I can't get past that. I have to hold on to the fact that God's got me, that I'm in his hand, that he loves me. I was taking a walk yesterday. I went out and walked our dog, Odin. And this young lady, about 15 years old, was out on the sidewalk on Yakima Avenue. And she was writing all of these words of encouragement on the sidewalk. She wrote down, be happy, 
Share what, what you have with others. Remember to smile, James 5, 15. You are loved. You can do this. And I love this last one. Spread kindness, not coronavirus. She just, like, she had free time and she had sidewalk chalk. And so this young 15-year-old girl, and she had this wonderful smile, but I, I didn't want to take a picture of her face because, you know, she's, I don't know her. I don't have permission from her parents. Yeah, working in a school, you know, you just, these things you don't do. Um, but her message and her heart was so pure. I talked with her a little bit and so beautiful. And I asked her if I could have permission to, to take pictures of these. And this 15-year-old girl gets it. And so many of us adults don't. Like this is the time and the moment to care for others. Even doing simple little things like writing encouraging words on the sidewalk for everybody who's walking their dog by to read and to be encouraged. How amazing is that? That is the heart of Christ that this young lady had. And I would encourage all of you to be like this young 15 year old girl that I ran into yesterday. Uh, she had courage and strength and, and like she was just thinking of others. She was using what skills she had, like I mentioned earlier. Use what skills you have to encourage other people in this time. Vineyard USA put this out and I thought it was so beautiful. With churches canceling public worship, it's time to show the world that the church has never been about a building. Go be the church. And they did hashtag make kindness viral. Church, it's not, we have a beautiful building. It's art. I think it's gorgeous. It's a pain in my tail sometimes, but it's beautiful because it's a hundred years old. And so sometimes it's a little difficult to deal with, but it's gorgeous. But this facility, this building has nothing to do with the church. You and I, all of the followers of Jesus are the church. We're the people of God. We're who God created. It has nothing to do with a building. It has never been about a building. And I am blessed and encouraged to be part of a church movement that recognizes this and states this publicly, that we're part of a or greater organization, Vineyard USA, that recognizes that our movement, our gathering of churches, of vineyards, it's not about buildings. It's not, you know, I heard a, a friend of mine, um, Rose, once, uh, she's our area director. She's a, a wonderful lady and a great teacher. And she said, you know, a lot of churches are about the three B's, butts, budgets, and buildings. So butts in the pews, church budgets, and buildings. And that has never been our heart here in Yakima. And our building, while gorgeous, it's not about that. How many people are in a pew? It's not about that. Budgets come and go. They change all the time. It's like Paul and rich and poor, I will give thanks to God. We want our mission statement to be preeminent. We want people to know about the goodness of Jesus Christ. And that means being the church, even if we're not able to gather together. That means being the church, even if we don't physically have a place to come to. We are the church. Be the church. That's my encouragement to you. I wanted to end today. Uh, last week, you remember my good friend, um, Dr. Aaron Anderson was here. And at the end of it, we prayed for all of our medical professionals. So there's another group of people who um, are serving all of us and working through this time. And so I invited my friend, 
You want to come over, JP? This is my friend, JP. I invited him to join me this morning so that we could pray for him. So, JP, can you, would you tell everyone what it is you do? My name is JP, John Peters. I work with Walmart company, and um, people got to eat, and Walmart's been pretty crazy. Uh, it's calmed down a lot in this last week, and a funny thing happened to me during the week. I was asking God, what could I do to be helpful to your children, God? And I was already doing it. I just didn't know it. I'm, I'm there for the people, not for me, not for Walmart, but to help God's children. And with all this chaos, and I was watching too much media, and I guess that kind of affected me. I'm getting back to just doing things I need to do uh, for myself. And uh, I'm just uh, glad to be of service. And so JP, what is it you do at Walmart? Oh, um, I uh, work in the grocery side of the store, uh, primarily uh, dairy and frozen, stock the food, and what I do. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, number one, thank you. Thank you for serving us, particularly in this time. Um, you know, a lot of times when normal life is going on, none of, we don't recognize how, how important your job is, right? A lot of times, it's a little bit, I, I joke with run, like I run sound from time to time. It's like, nobody knows you exist until something goes wrong. And I imagine that's similar to you. Like, you know, unless something is missing or unless something goes wrong, people don't really, if you're doing your job right, nobody knows you're there. Um, in this time of crisis, in this time of hardship, our truckers, our grocery store workers, our coffee shop baristas, all these people who serve us and are caring for us and are still working. Like we have to have groceries. We need people like JP who are putting themselves out there and they're putting themselves at risk to serve us. And we all need to stop and we need to recognize people like my friend JP who are looking out for us and helping us and we need to pray for them. Everyone who's in that supply chain that all of us are so dependent on, they need our prayer. Just like we prayed for medical professionals last week. This week I asked JP if he would join me that we could pray for JP. He would represent all of the people who are serving us right now, all of the grocery store workers, as I said, and the truckers, um, are, and even like at the beginning, our farmers and our agricultural people. I grew up in an ag family. Or my family's farmers come from farming families. And everyone who's like in helping to um, continue our supply chain, we need to be praying for them all. So um, JP and I are, are trying to social distance here, so I'm not gonna lay hands on him or anything, but I would like for all of you to join me and let's pray for all of our service workers and all of our supply chain people. So Lord Jesus, would you come? Holy Spirit, would you join us in this moment? Jesus, I ask that you would rest right now, wherever they are, whether they know you or not, would you put your spirit, would you rest your spirit on JP right now in this moment as he's here in front of me? And Lord, as he represents every grocery store worker, every trucker, our agricultural industry, our service industry, Lord God, the, um, the janitorial and cleaning staff who have been so become so important in this time, Lord, all, all the people who serve and have a heart to serve and do serve in their jobs, Lord God. Lord, all of our, our restaurant workers who are, are out of work, Lord God, and, and all the others, our, our musicians, Lord God, everyone who's, 
who's suffering in this time, who's having difficulty. Lord, everyone who's like JP still going to work every day where we may have the luxury of, of sheltering at home and, and they have to go and they work and they put themselves in harm's way because we need basics like groceries and food, which are the same thing as groceries. Um, <laughs> but Lord, would you bless them? Holy Spirit, would you rest on them? Lord, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Lord, I ask for your blessing on them, God. Lord, that as we're praying for them, Lord Jesus, would you put your protection on them, God? Would you cover them and surround them, Lord Jesus? Lord, as they, as they live to serve others, as their job is literally serving other people, Lord, would you bless that servant's heart, Lord God? Jesus, in your scripture, you say that the, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. So, Lord Jesus, would you, by your divine presence, Lord God, encourage them, strengthen them. Lord, would you divinely let them know how valued they are. Lord, for all of us who are going into these places, Lord God, would you remind us to bless them, to be patient, to be kind to them, Lord God. Lord, to recognize the sacrifice that they're making for themselves and their families by putting themselves in harm's way to serve us, God. Lord, let us not lose sight of the sacrifice that they're making, Lord Jesus. Lord, would you heal our nation? And I don't just mean from this virus, God. But Lord, would you heal our nation? Would you show us how to lift each other up? Would you show us how to humble ourselves, Lord God? Lord, I believe that, Lord, I believe that this is a time that you are humbling our nation. That you're bringing us to a place where we come face to face with the mirror and who we've been and how we've been operating and you're calling our, us to, as a community that is the world community, really, Jesus, to humble ourselves and recognize what's truly important, God. And that's you. And that's our love for one another. Those are the two most important things right now, God. Those have always been the two most important things. But sometimes when we're so blessed and we're so taken care of, we lose sight of that, Jesus. Lord, let us never lose sight of that again. We thank you, Lord, that you care for us and that you love us and that you've got us and that this is just a season and all things pass and all seasons turn and this season will turn as well. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this time. We thank you for this time together, Jesus. Lord, would you continue to give us your heart and share that heart with others, Jesus. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you guys for joining us this week. I appreciate it. We'll be back next week. Um, next week, my uh, good friend Dave is going to be speaking with us and kind of sharing how this is affecting the community that he works with, our homeless population, those who are reliant on the food banks, um, all of our vulnerable people who are in our community. Dave's going to share a little bit about that and also give us some encouragement as far as what's being done and how you can show up and help in these communities and situations. So God bless all of you. We thank you and we'll see you next week.